Hey everyone, Mike here. Welcome to the Round the Crease podcast, episode 51. Today we have another great one. This week we tried something a little bit different. We actually have a bit of a roundtable with three head coaches. And this week's topic is basically about what it's like for some of these coaches to move from program to program. What are some of the challenges that they face, you know, both professionally and personally, considering they have families and they uproot their lives and move to a different area. But also, what is it like? Does anybody have any idea who they are? Because all these coaches have a name in the lacrosse community. So this week we have Coach Zach Burke. He's currently the head coach at Westlake High School in Texas. He also was at Poway in California. He was at Archbishop Spalding in the MIAA Conference in Maryland. We have Coach Pat Kennedy. He is now an assistant coach at Culver Academy in Indiana, but he's the longtime head coach at Episcopal School of Dallas in Texas. And also we have the new head coach at Episcopal School of Dallas in Texas, Coach Jay Southern. He's coming from Bellarmine University. So we have a pretty broad range of coaches, and they have a lot of different experiences. So we had a great conversation to this week, so enjoy the show. But before we get into it, we're going to do a quick read from our sponsor. Keeps the show free and keeps us running. Welcome, everyone. Uh, we're welcoming uh, Coach Zach Burke. He's the head coach at Westlake High School in Texas. And we have Coach Pat Kennedy. He's one of the assistant coach at Culver Academy out of Indiana. Coaches, welcome to this week's podcast. It's How you doing? Thanks for having me. So this week we kind of want to talk because obviously it's get, we're getting pretty close to the start of the cross season. I guess Coach Burke, you guys have already probably started scrimmages and everything, so you're really close to the, the start of the season. So we'll start with you. Um, we want to kind of just talk about what it's like, you know, being at a new program and, and traveling. And I know um, both of you have been at several different schools. So we'll start with you. Kind of give us a, a rough little outline of how you got um, to Westlake and where you've been in the past. Well, um, you know, I, I, I was I, I heard about the Westlake job this summer and it really fit the criteria for me to want to make a change. Um, you know, I, I've, I've always said if I, if I want to continue to do this, I would like to have a youth program that has a lot of players and um, high school program that has a lot of players and the youth program that's one high school. Um, you know, is, is something that would be ideal so we can train young guys and and start coaching at a higher level right out of the gate from ninth grade on. And uh, once I found out about the Westlake job and the details, I jumped on it right away and applied um, just because, you know, I think the opportunity here is great. The athletes here are great. The community is behind the cross. And, you know, I think to, to be out of a big-time market, like when, you know, in Baltimore you can have a school start a program and get guys to come. But, but uh, you know, to be out of a big-time market and to have the resources and, and the athletes and the numbers and the depth that, that there is in Westlake, you know, is just crucial to success. Yeah, and you, um, like, you've basically hit all the time zones at this point because you start – your Archbishop Spalding out of, out of Maryland, was your, that was your first stop as a head coach, correct? That was. I was a young guy. Uh, did well in the JV program. Then I was promoted to the varsity coach. Had uh, six wins in the first year in the A conference and made the playoffs for the first time as uh, as uh, a program. 
and I was named coach of the year that year for the Baltimore Sun. So um, that was an awesome experience. I really learned how to, to coach and grow up. And in the A conference, you know, you're playing against um, the likes of Brian Kelly at Calvert Hall and, you know, yeah, Coach Shriver, Matt Shriver at Boys Latin Hogan at uh, in Annapolis. And, you know, I would I would uh, work all day. I had my own construction company. I'd go to practice and I'd stay up till midnight watching film. And, and really, you had to treat it like a college program where you had detailed scouting reports and detailed EMOs and man, man up and man down. And um, yeah, it was it was a quite a learning experience, but it definitely prepared me for what uh, was ahead in California. Yeah, and then you, you moved to uh, Poway out of California, spent a few years there, and had some success there as well. Yeah, I did. I, I, I started there in 2012 and took over the head job in 2013. And, uh, you know, I had a good friend of mine, Scott O'Donnell, who played at the Naval Academy. Um, he ran the youth program for me, so he was kind of prepping guys for me. And we had a couple, a couple years of a very good run where he coached middle school teams. They all played club for me. They all came up and played high school for me. And we uh, we had a small army for a while there. <laughs> we, we had some good success. And it's another obviously tough tough area out there because I know you guys battle with Torrey Pines and all those programs year in year out. So it was a one one tough area for another. So um, and now we're obviously at Westlake. Yeah, so. It's tough to compete. It's tough to compete against Torrey when uh, John uses the Under Armour tryouts to recruit guys coming from Pines. <laughs> You know, I mean, that's pretty much what you're facing. And, and, you know, he's a good coach and they're a heck of a program, but they've got a lot of, they've got a lot of transfers. And, um, you know, when you're trying to um, win with a home-based program, with a youth program, feeding a high school and one public school, um, you, you really need, you really need to be built like yeah. Westlake to compete against Tory. Okay. Um, coach Kennedy, you've had um, kind of a not, you know, I don't think you've, you've straddled the coast like uh, Coach Burke has, <laughs> but, you, but you've, You've been around, so um, I know you started off. Um, well, obviously you're an Ohio guy, so you were a player at Archbishop Moeller. I think you're still among their all-time leading scorers there. But then you actually got the. I guess you was that your first like coaching job, not head coach, but you were an assistant at, at Moeller for a while before moving to Summit Country Day. Correct? Uh, yeah, correct. So my my dad, actually my family, started the Archbishop Moeller lacrosse program back in 1988. And my dad was the first ever head coach. Uh, so I ended up moving to Cincinnati a few years after I graduated from college. And it was like a dream of mine. And my, my dad, who had actually had to move for business to Milwaukee, Wisconsin for a number of years and obviously stepped down from the coaching position at Moeller, uh, he, he had ended up getting back the uh, head coaching position at Moeller. So it was like a dream come true for me to be able to coach with my dad. And so I did that one season, and during that season, I realized that this was something that I wanted to do full-time. And so that's when I moved over to Mount St. Joseph University, a Division three program uh, in Cincinnati, Ohio. And, and I was there for, I think, five and a half years. Um, I finished off in the fall of 2011. Uh, that's right before I took the ESD, the Episcopal Dallas job. So... And you know, yeah, good. And now you're a, an assistant coach at Culver Academy out of Indiana. I think everybody listening to this probably is well aware of Culver Academy at this point in time. <laughs> um, yeah. So that, that just kind of brings because you know one of the things like I've talked to to many coaches over the years and just fans in general. And one of the things that we always kind of mention as far as like high school uh, sports in general, but obviously we're talking about lacrosse is 
generally like you get the programs that are powerhouses and a lot of it has to do with the consistency in coaching. I mean, I think high school probably more than any other level usually get a coach that like they're there, they're in the area and they just stay. So there, you know, there might not be, you know, um, quite the, the movement in the high school ranks as there are others, but you guys have the different perspectives. So what, what's it like um, just, you know, moving to a new program when, you've already established something somewhere else. And then obviously you guys are moving States a lot of the time. So what's it just like getting to a new program and kind of trying to learn all about it and what's going on there? Yeah. So I think you hit the nail on the head, like, you know, Culver, obviously extremely well-known high school program Uh, coach Posner, I think is in his 15th or 16th year here and is really uh, taking the program to the the national power that it is. So, um, you know, I was excited, uh, Obviously, it was uh, very tough to leave the Episcopal Dallas program. Um, spent seven years down there. Uh, really, really got to know and obviously uh, love and appreciate all the parents and the players down there. So that made it very difficult. But uh, we decided to, my wife and I decided to uh, kind of come back to the Midwest, our roots. Uh, my wife is from Indiana uh, and I'm from Ohio, as, as you mentioned earlier. And, and uh, it's been great uh, just from our family's perspective. Uh, we have three little kids and they're able to see their grandparents a lot more often and cousins and aunts and uncles and things. So that, that's been a great uh, change, you know, for us, but in regards to uh, you know, learning, you know, I think it's a good stress to have. Um, like I said, as much as I, uh, you know, it's tough to leave a program. It's, it's exciting in many ways to uh, begin with another program and, and, and to be able to, uh, you know, learn from other coaches, learn from, learn from the, the new players that you're uh, you know, beginning to coach uh, as well as just see, see what the culture's like at the school and, and everything's been uh, tip top so far at Culver. Um, coach Burke, what, what's your take on that? What's it like? Cause you've obviously done a couple and obviously I'm sure joining the Spalding program as you know, as your first job was a daunting task to begin with. So what's it been like to um, join a new program? Well, you know, I've, I've, uh, I think the first thing I, I told myself is to keep an open mind and, um, you know, judge for yourself the, the level of talent, the level of organization, the level of uh, communication, and the level of skill, you know. So I just kind of analyzed the program and then looked at see what I could fix and change to get the guys to play the style of lacrosse that I wanted to play. And, you know, it, it, it really has worked out the way I've planned. There's a lot of good athletes here. We have a lot of depth. And the kids are, are uh, you know, they're, they're really skilled. Now, some of the motions that I do are, are new to them and some of the techniques. And um, But, you know, for the most part, these guys are, are good lacrosse players and, and, and uh, really good athletes. Yeah. So I know, Coach Kennedy, you kind of touched on it. And I'm curious. So, mm-hmm. like, um, Coach Burke, you mentioned you own a construction company. So are – I'm a, well, I'm not going to assume because that's a bad thing to do usually. But do you move? Because obviously you guys move states. Did you move to the state with the intention of taking the job? Did you already have the job when you got there? Or was it like, oh, we're going to go to Austin. We're going to go to Culver. And then it just kind of <laughs> happened that way. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so for when I was in Cincinnati, Ohio, the Mount St. Joseph opportunity um, was obviously in the same city where I already was working. So that, that was great. And then when it came to the Episcopal Dallas job, 
my wife and I, we definitely moved there for that job. And I was also a full-time teacher within the school as well. And then moving on to Culver, it's, it's the same thing is that we were trying to get back to somewhere in Indiana or Ohio, um, preferably Indiana, uh, to be closer to, like I said, uh, relatives. So, uh, Culver is, is really working, worked out for us. Uh, it, it, it's, you know, checked off a lot of the criteria, um, you know, being in Indiana, uh, we found uh, jobs in our fields as well as obviously for, for me to continue with my passion, which is coaching high level high school across. So that's kind of where, where, how our story uh, came in. Yeah. How about you coach Burke? You know, when I first moved to California, it was more of uh, you know, let's try something new. My wife's family, my wife's family lived out there and her sisters lived out there and, uh, but really didn't have intentions in, uh, of, of coaching after I left. I was kind of hanging it up. Um, but there was a lot of needs in coaching and it just kind of happened. And all of a sudden I found myself coaching full time and, uh, you know, with, 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 with moving here to Westlake and Austin, you know, it was, if I were going to move, it's either going to be back to Baltimore or to Texas. And Texas was really appealing for, for multiple reasons. Um, and those are really the only options. And when, when the Westlake job came up, I, you know, I, we, I applied and, and we, we moved here specifically because I got this job. Okay. Yeah. I got to mention the decision <laughs> from California back to Maryland versus Texas weather wise, obviously I'm in Chicago. We're going through a lot of cold. I had to play in some parts. Like, all right, you have a nice winter or you can go back to those Maryland winters. I used to live in Maryland for years. So I know what those winters can be like as well. Um, so, you know, I, I, you know, one thing I'm curious about, this isn't, you know, a high profile college, like, you know, it, when Urban Meyer takes a job at Ohio state, like everybody knows him and knows his history. When you guys go to your respective schools, like did the players have any idea who you guys were or what you had done before you got there. Uh, so I, I think, uh, when I moved from Mount St. Joseph university to Episcopal Dallas, I, I think there was, it was a small division three program. It was still quote unquote, a brand new program. Um, so the records that I had when I was there was a lot of losing records. And, and, and it, the, the last season I was at Mount St. Joseph, it was our first winning record ever. So I think that's the only real data most people had about me um, going into the Episcopal Dallas job. Uh, I would say in the seven years that I was at Episcopal Dallas, uh, we were able to do a lot of, uh, you know, have a lot of success while we were there in the seven years. We had six straight Final Fours, uh, played a few state championships, won one. Uh, we had uh, numerous high-profile players that have, that have made and been impact players on Division One rosters. And then I think like one of the major accomplishments was uh, being a part of that ESPN Geico uh, tournament uh, last year. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, heading in. So, so, so with, with all those, uh, I guess, guess you want to say success or accolades um, going into Culver, uh, I found that, you know, um, it was it was a smoother, smoother uh, transition. <laughs> well, as, as far as like players and parents kind of understanding more about me and where I came from. Yeah. How about you, Coach Burt? Well, you, you know, I, I worked for 3D Lacrosse in San Diego. I founded San Diego, Southern California for 3D Lacrosse and uh, won a couple CIF championships there. So uh, people, 
people, some people had heard from me uh, about me. And uh, when I came in, I think the expectation was for me to teach a lot of, uh, you know, 3D methodology. And that's kind of what was expected. Um, people people would kind of would recognize or look me up and, and know me from 3D and uh, the success I had there and at Poway. So, you know, it, it's like... <laughs> It's just like anything, you know, some people that people want to know nowadays, they're going to go find it. And, uh, you know, people that don't know, find out on the field. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to ask you specifically, did uh, obviously coming out of the MIAA in Maryland, did that garner any, you know, oh, OK, <laughs> especially being coach of the year at a MIAA a conference school. Like maybe I'm, you know, obviously I was an East Coast guy that, that carries weight. Anybody in California, did they care? Did they know? Uh, I mean, I, I think it kind of justified my success there, you know, um, you know, a certain style of play and um, the experience that I had and, um, you know, just being able to uh, make a lot happen with uh, with what you have. Yeah. So, you know, it, uh, it, uh, it, it, it helped. It helped me a lot. But, um, you know, I think after a while I made a name for myself for what I did there, not so much what I did in Baltimore. Right. We got Coach Jay Southern. He's a Episcopal, Episcopal School of Dallas head coach. Um, coach Southern, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being on. Uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. So as we we're, we we're kind of talking with uh, Coach Burke and Coach Kennedy, you know, the, the travel of uh, a coach in high school is usually a little bit different than it is, you know, something maybe the college or definitely the pro ranks. So kind of before um, we kind of dive into too much with you, kind of give us a little bit of a rundown of, how you got to uh, ESD? Like, what has your path to this point been like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, my dad was a long-time high school coach, and I swore I'd never be a coach because I grew up around it. And <laughs> I ended up jumping in uh, at the end of my college career. And, you know, lacrosse is a small world. My uh, college roommate was uh, actually Zach Burks, one of his best friends growing <laughs> up. So just to show you how the lacrosse world is. But, uh, <laughs> Um, you know, I, you know, out of college, I figured I'd help out and that kind of, you know, I said, I'll do it for a season. And then I fell in love with it. And, uh, but back then I was coaching D3, not making much money and had to get a real job and ended up working at a high school, um, in Southern Maryland where my dad coached St. Mary's Riken high school. And I was fortunate enough to get a, uh, assistant athletic director job and coach the cross and, um, I really enjoyed the high school experience there, um, but I guess being a young guy, I really wanted to try to get into college. I uh, had an opportunity to take over a uh, Division II program, Wheeling Jesuit University in West Virginia, um, and went into that, and it was kind of like a little bit of a rebuild, and spent five years there. Uh, I like we turned the program around, had a, had a great experience, a lot of wonderful kids, and um, then the D1 thing kind of, you know, piqued my interest and uh, jumped up in uh, defensive coordinator role at Robert Morris University for a year. And, you know, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, lived in Pittsburgh there. It was a good experience for me. Um, and then, you know, an, an opportunity at Bellarmine opened up uh, in Louisville, Kentucky, um, actually as an offensive coordinator. And so I, I, I jumped on that. Really, really love the city of Louisville and uh, – you know, I started out for two years as an offensive coordinator there, and then I finished up my final two years um, as a defensive coordinator. Uh, and I took over as the interim coach at the end of last season uh, for three games. And 
unfortunately, um, you know, we did we did okay. One, two, or three uh, there, um, and then I applied for the head job, um, but you know, it wasn't meant to be, and so I kind of got into a situation. Where I was like, do I want to keep going down the road in the in the Division One assistant world, and uh, or you know, look maybe at a Division Two, three head coaching job, and that's kind of where I was like you know, looking probably more so. And then uh, <clears throat> the ESD job opened up and a couple of people had called me and said, hey, it's a great job. You know, I had followed kind of what Coach Kennedy had done because we have recruited a handful of Texas kids. And, uh, you know, I've been in Texas recruiting and knew it was a very nice school, um, you know, lacrosse aside, just a lot of resources. And, uh, you know, so I kind of just went into it pretty blind, but, uh, you know, figured I'd go through the interview and just see what it was all about. And honestly, walking away from the interview, I was it kind of exceeded my expectations. And, um, you know, I kind of thought about it a little bit more. And I think for me, it, it was just an opportunity to get back to just enjoying coaching kids, um, less about the recruiting, less about, you know, the maybe a little, there's still pressure as Pat knows, but, uh, but I would say, you know, just, just different environment, the college game. So um, some people turn their nose up once you become a college coach to going back. But uh, it's been a great transition for me so far. Yeah. And I, I just kind of wanted to follow up because for anybody who doesn't know, your your dad was John Southern, longtime head coach at St. Mary's Reich, and I have him. He's yep. 347 wins, pretty much a legend. I actually have one of my friends back in Maryland. He played for him. For I think he said he's see, uh, about a season before he realized lacrosse was not his game at that level. So, you yeah. know, but he gave it a shot. You know, yeah, he credit for that. He's a pretty good coach. I played for him. That wasn't that wasn't real easy. But uh, you know, I think I mean Zach might have even they might have scrimmaged each other. I coached against him. Yeah, yeah. We we actually I coached against him, and I worked with Pat at 3D lacrosse. <laughs> so we're all in the we're, we're all tied together here. Yeah. Yeah, and I have to be honest. Like I had, like I knew that um, Coach Burke and Coach Ken. I know you were both 3D guys, and so it was one of like I. But I had no idea. It just kind of goes to show how small the lacrosse world really is. That, yeah. you know? Well, you know, you know, it's really is. Here. Yeah. I might have. Me and Pat might have even scrimmaged each other when he was at Mount St. Joe or, you know, so maybe somewhere. I know we scrimmaged them at one point. I don't know if he was there at the time, but. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pro- but more than likely. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. That is funny. Um, so, Coach, I'm going to kind of move it to you because uh, the question I just asked uh, the other two coaches was, and you might be a little bit different coming from a college program. And obviously it's a different time where, you know, it's, everything is online, like (laughs) social media and the internet, like you can most find anything. But when you took the ESD job, did anybody know really who you were, like what you had accomplished in your career? Or was it like the players were kind of like, who is this guy coming in? Like, you know, what was it kind of like when you first got there? Uh, Probably a mixed bag, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I think there's, you know, whether it's right or wrong. I mean, there's always people that get caught up in, Oh, coaching college, and I kind of chuckle at that because I used to always say this when I was a high school coach, you know, back in Maryland, and I played against Georgetown Prep and Landon, and you know, the, the, yeah, the MIA schools, and I remember just walking away, being like, "There's so many amazing high school coaches," and having such a level of respect for those guys. And then when I moved to the college level, it was kind of like some of those guys, I don't think even knew the caliber of coach that was coaching at the good high schools. Uh, And so I think here, you know, there's some of the parents that get 
you know, brought up in oh, college, whether they know anything about me or not. But it's been a great experience, um, you know, so far with just getting to know people. And, you know, I'm, I'm bigger on just let my work kind of speak for itself. It's not really important what I've done in the past. Um, I've had successes and failures, you know, at every level. So, uh, you know, it's just because you, you played at a high level, whether it's, a, you know, top division one program, you know, that doesn't really where we are now and I look at yeah. you look at a lot of great college coaches you know the Bill Tierney's a lot of these guys weren't elite you know division one stars but they're phenomenal players so you know I hope my work for itself and uh, pr- you know kind of prove I belong you know by yeah. my actions you know yeah and I think coach Burke you, you kind of hit it on the head with your, your last statement it's like you, you still had to do it once you got to, to California like Mm-hmm. You're not going to let you kind of rest on your own. Like, then really, it matters to a point what happened before you got there. But then once you're there, like, you still got to do it. So, I guess uh, that ends up being the, the proof right there for everybody. Um, yeah, I mean, the same thing here at Westlake, right? I think it kind of gives you a head start. It gives you – it lets people say, all right, well, this guy's experienced. Let's see what he's all about. But you still have to do a good job. <laughs> yeah. So, what's it like for the, the family? Because, obviously – you guys are coaches, but everybody's got families. Coach uh, Kennedy, you mentioned, like, this was a conversation you and your, your family had had before. Like, what's that like? You know, if I, I don't know if, who has kids that might have to you know, change schools and stuff like that. Like, how tough was it to decide to be like, all right, we're going to move here, and this is what we're going to do? Yeah, I mean, we were pretty blessed um, as far as our two sons are nine and six years old. And so they're in third grade and kindergarten. And they've had a, a very, very smooth transition uh, here up in Culver. Uh, Two-year-old two daughter, she, she, she has no idea that she was <laughs> uh, for a brief moment. Uh, so uh, that's not been that big of a deal. But um, Culver is really uh, a great place in the sense of it's a, it's a boarding school. Uh, there's a lot of other families, uh, with, with similar age kids. Uh, they all go to school together. Uh, we've actually had all the kids have had off of school the entire week due to this cold and snow and, and, and what, uh, and weather and whatnot. So, uh, I've been joking around with the other, uh, staff members and coaches that our, our schools become a daycare, you know, that, uh, the, all the kids are up there in the gyms and throwing footballs and playing basketball and, and, and running around. So uh, it's been a really welcoming, warm place for our family. And, and uh, you know, all, like I said earlier, although we do miss a lot about uh, Episcopal Dallas and then just, just Texas in general, uh, weather especially, <laughs> uh, you, know, we, uh, you know, we've been pretty blessed with our transition here. It's a brutal week to think about the weather if you're in the Midwest right now. It's yeah. been, a rough, been a rough week. Yeah. Um, Co- Coach uh, Southern, how about you? Um, yeah, I'm, I actually, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm the single guy here, so it works out. It's pretty easy. <laughs> I can kind of get up and move pretty quickly, and uh, you know, it's pretty, pretty effortless. Uh, I have a dog, so that's about it. That's about it. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, for me, it's been an easy transition. Um, you know, I think I think in the college the college environment, you never know your job is kind of year to year, not guaranteed. So you kind of you get used to that. Right. You get used to like, well, I might have to get up and move after a year. So for yeah. me, coming to a high school, I, I really viewed it differently. Like 
it's taken a little stress off from that standpoint that I can kind of start to settle down and, and put some boots down. Yeah. <laughs> Coach Burke? Oh, mine was pretty tough. I've had, uh, I have a uh, 15-year-old freshman, a, um, a fifth grader, and a fourth grader. So we had to yank them out of school. And uh, mid-semester, we moved here in Christmas break. I was flying back and forth in the uh, fall semester. So, But it, it really worked out pretty good. I have, uh, you know, a good group of – my freshman son's six foot five, and he's a good football player, good lacrosse player. His football player is outstanding, and uh, lacrosse team has a lot of talent for him to play with. So my kids are, are, are fitting – the young ones are fitting in just fine, and – They've got all kinds of friends, and then and, and, and uh, we're assimilating the best we can. That's good. I'm sure. May, well, here, so the weather's not as much of a change, but I heard, we were just talking with uh, Ryan Cassidy of Texas across the news, and he was mentioning that you guys don't really have a winner, so at least that part's nice. Um, so I guess just yeah. just to kind of um, wrap up a little bit, because I know you guys all uh, you got families or other stuff you got to do, and we're kind of running uh, a little bit long, but you know, I guess. In general, like, what's your – because you've all had different um, takes. So from where you're at now to where you started, like, what do you think one thing that, you know, Pete, that you maybe wish you knew when you were first starting your, your coaching career um, that you knew then? <laughs> and we'll start with uh, Coach Southern. Um. I, I think the biggest thing for me, I think you're, di- I think we just changed, but you know, when I started out, I was, I was a, you know, a year out of college, you know? And, uh, so I think when you get in that mode, um, I think you think you know a lot more, I guess, at that point. And uh, I, I think the process of being around other coaches and, and just and getting different perspectives. Um, I think when I was younger, I tended to think I knew it all. And I think as I've gotten older, I've definitely opened it, opened up and uh, tried to take in new ideas and change my philosophies and, and things like that. And I think that's what's helped me become a better coach. Um, you know, I, I can say when I was a younger coach, you know, whatever I, whatever success I had, I felt like that was the only way to do things. Um, so I think, you know, if I could go back and tell my younger self, you know, I'd probably just be a little more open to new ideas and things like that. Um, you know, I've been fortunate enough to, I think, being at the college level, it's helped me to be around some guys like John Donowski and, you know, some of those top older guys that um, have a lot of years and experience. Uh, I've worked some camps for some of these guys, and it's almost less about the X's and O's stuff, but more, you know, how you treat your players, you know, relationships you build with them, that it's not really about the game. You know, I know it's to win score goals and stop goals and all those things, but, you know, I think the consistent message I've learned, you know, if your guys, you know, enjoy playing for you and want to play for you and will work hard for you, you're going to find success. And you know, it's not being their buddy, but it's at the same time having that level of respect and they know you'll do anything for them and vice versa. So I think yeah. that's how I've found success, um, you know, more with the players and maybe less with the ex-pros. Okay. Um, Coach Burke. Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, 
I think compassion for the most part, you know, like I think you come out of college and you play division one and they own you and it's really intense and there's serious consequences and the stakes are high. Um, and then, you know, I, I think I kind of took that attitude to uh, my first and second job, which is a lot of intensity. And I've just kind of learned to, to be a little more compassionate for the players. Just remember that these guys are high school guys and, uh, you know, you have to keep them engaged. You have to keep things fun. You have to keep things fresh. And you have to, you know, your players have to want to be there. You can't really force them to be there. So, you know, I've just learned to uh, run practices a little more efficiently to get out of them what I need, but also to uh, help the players stay engaged and be fired up to be there and be fired up to compete and, and just be excited to, to be on the team and, and not make it a beat down and not, you know, make it positive and, you know, be flexible, especially as a high school coach. Um, out of the hotbed, it, it, you just have to be flexible and compassionate to get those guys to be intrigued. And Coach Kennedy. Yeah, so uh, echoing uh, the same, some of the same thoughts uh, from Coach Southern and, and Coach Burke, but really, like, you know, don't sweat the small things. You know, so I think uh, when I was listening to Coach Burke, it's when I was a college coach, I was – head coach I think I was 25 or 26 years old and uh you know coach there for five great years and, and I, I ended up going obviously down to Episcopal Dallas and I moved some of my former players to the and we would have a practice and they would they would they would after practice we, we would touch base and, and talk about it and they, they would say I can't believe how much you changed and I said I'm like what are you talking about how have I changed they're like you're way less intense you're, uh, you know, you're, you're not worried about all these little, you know, little things that you used to always worry about with us. And uh, so I think that was one of my biggest takeaways is kind of growing as a coach is, is that not everything is, is the end of the world whenever, when something goes wrong. Um, so just kind of take it, you know, one thing at a time and, and just kind of pick your battles. Yeah. So. Um, and uh, Michael, uh, you got anything for the coaches before we let them go? Well, I probably have about 50 questions after all this, <laughs> but uh, uh, what I really want to ask, just real quick, sort of put you all on the spot, because this is a weird, I mean, your connections with each other are sort of weird. Uh, <laughs> Coach Southern, you're taking over from Coach Kennedy. Right. Which is a weird, we're on the phone call. It's his, it was his program last year. It's your program this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know that your school is considered the, probably the favorite this year. I don't want to, you know, I don't like yeah. doing any of that, but let's say yeah. they're considered the favorite, and then you're playing coach burke at the end of this month sure 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 yeah it's interesting. so uh, so it's just uh just an outlook i would like to know what your outlook for this year is for all of you uh i mean yeah again i follow uh culver because i'm in indiana my son's team will play against culver sure. uh, i know kids on culver so i know a little more of that but the texas thing my in-laws are from tripping springs so i know what's going on there and so it's just interesting. I'd like to hear what you guys think about your seasons coming up and and the strangeness of this conversation. <laughs> uh, who do you want to go first? Coach Southern? Um, yeah, I mean, the way I look at it, like ESD is, you know, I, obviously Pat's done a great job. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You know, I've walked into a nice situation. Um, we have a lot of talent. Uh, you know, but like anybody in Pat's have great kids there's a lot of good teams and 
some years you think you got it with the best talent and maybe don't win at all, and then there's other years less talent. So I, I'm not I'm not really expectation right now isn't like, hey, we have to win the state championship. We're going to put all the work in, hopefully, we need to to do so. Um, you know, and I, my idea is don't screw it up. <laughs> try to reinvent the wheel. You know, I'm, I'm going to coach to my style and things like that. But, you know, I'm not really flipping anything on its head because it doesn't need to be, you know. Um, I, I don't believe in overcoaching situation. And, you know, I think we all can do that at time to time. And, you know, hopefully I don't, you know, I'm, hopefully I just, you know, just kind of steer these guys in the right direction because they've been prepared to this point and we just have to keep developing, developing them. Um, you know, and as far as like Westlake goes, you know, I got to be honest with you. Everyone keeps asking me who they think the toughest games on my schedule are going to be. And, you know, we open up with the Woodlands, and we're a little unfortunate. Pat knows with the SBC, our conference schedule, we don't start practice till this Monday coming up. And you know, I think we have eight practices, and then we play the Woodlands. So that's like, you know, I mean, we're going right into it. You guys have eight practices? Because we used to do it in four, Jay. Right, right. So, uh, but, you know, those are the, the you know, where I'm guessing Coach Burke's probably been practicing for, you know, a few more weeks than we have. So, you know, everyone's got some, you know, advantages, disadvantages. Um, you know, I'm not going to complain about that in any way, shape, or form. Um, but looking at the talent across, we wanted to try to get a good schedule together. I think we have, um, you know, and I've known Pat. I mean, I've known – for what he's done, you know, out in California. And um, I know he's going to bring a tough team into town. You know, I mean, that's the one thing, you know, I, I don't know what he's going to do X's and O's and things like that, but I know we're going to be in for a dog fight and we're going to play really tough and hard. And, uh, you know, that's how we'll prepare our guys. But, uh, you know, I, I'm very fortunate I to get started. And, uh, you know, I know, like you said, a lot of people calling us the front runner and stuff like that. And, for me, it's just got to go through the process, you know, have a good first practice, then a good first week, get that first win, and then kind of build from there. Great. Excellent. Coach Burke, what's your thoughts? Oh, you know, we uh, we did start practicing January 7th, <laughs> and, uh, and that wasn't really to my, uh, to, to, to my you know, liking. I, I really like to plan my season out, and, and I can I can I can kind of tell when my team's going to peak. And and my my concern is my team peaking a little early, so I'm a little extra cautious cautious this year about their schedule, and um, you know, keeping them fresh with, without being too tough on them. Um, you know, I see I've heard a lot about Jay's team, and I've heard a lot about their defense and their goalies. Uh, you know, I, I think with me being new here, it's really easier for me to focus on us. And um, just, you know, I, I think that my style is a little different than what this group is used to. So I've kind of had to remold them into what I want. But certainly the athletes and the skill are there. So I, I think we should have a, uh, you know, we should be in the mix. But I am happy for Jay to take the spotlight on this one. There is uh, <laughs> no doubt about it. Well, that's going to be great. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how that game goes because <laughs> after talking with the two of you, it's now there's a vested interest for me, even right. though I'm covering more of the Midwest. Uh, Coach Kennedy, I, I know your, your, your schedule is unbelievable. You actually play Carmel High School in, the, in mm -hmm. a few weeks too, um, but you take on everybody. How, how, does, how does that feel for your first year there? Mm -hmm. um, 
I've seen the practices. I've seen the videos. I mean, it's it's fantastic. So, uh, how do you feel about this season going in, and what are your expectations? Yeah, I think first and foremost, there's just a lot of excitement. Uh, we, as you can say, you've seen probably the Instagram videos of the workouts. So the the boys have certainly uh, worked hard week in and week out here. And uh, as far as you know, expectations, um, you know, like I said, like you said, it's my first year. Uh, Coach Posner's uh, been running obviously for for many many years now, and brought the program to where it is. And, and uh, what, like you said about our schedule, what's interesting is. is the most difficult, if you will, probably portion of the schedule is very early on. That's right. With that road trip, I think we, uh, in no particular order, we play Boys Latin, Gonzaga, Haverford, Dunna in a six or seven day span. Right. So. And you start uh, with McCallie and go to San Xavier and Kentucky and then come. Right. Oh, I yeah. Mean, that's, that's, yeah. I mean, everything you're doing, I, this, this schedule is crazy. Yeah. So, um, uh, and, and obviously, uh, being at a program like Culver, uh, obviously you're, everyone has your game ske- uh, circled on their schedule. Oh yeah. So uh, I, I think it's something you know that I've learned with the culture here, and it's something that I've uh, obviously can grow, grow in the love and appreciate. Is that it's it's kind of normal. Uh, it's normal. It's at Culver, and it's, it's, it's super high every year, and it, that's just how it is. So uh, I think you know, obviously we have I, I do believe we 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 uh, lost some very significant seniors from last year's squad. They're gonna, that are going to be impact freshmen on some of the top five, top ten Division one programs in, in college across the season. So uh, like any like anything else, um, I'm sure the other coaches can attest to. You're always going to lose seniors, and it's 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 an opportunity for the guys that are next up in line to, to step up and, and then uh, become impact players. So, I uh, think we're uh, you know, on, on the right track right now. Just making sure that everyone stays healthy uh, going for the next uh, couple weeks. All right. I hope everybody really enjoyed that conversation with Coach Burt, Coach Kennedy, and Coach Southern. I know Michael Ward and I had a blast recording this week's episode, and our goal is to do a little bit more of this. Like, we enjoyed having the guests on. So what we'd really like to know is hear from you guys. If you guys are using the Anchor app, don't know if you're aware, but you can actually leave a quick little voice message for us and if you leave us a good one we can actually work it into a future show so we'd love to hear your guys thoughts and with that we realized we completely forgot to do our usual outro and tell you where you can find us where you can let us know what you think of this show you can find michael ward on twitter at mfwchi and that was mfwchi you can find me at lax records on twitter and instagram facebook.com slash lax records and of course at laxrecords.com also, really quick, at laxrecords.com, you're going to see a new little tab up there for gear. I actually had a friend, he designed some new t-shirts for me. What that does is anything that you purchase from that store really goes into helping me continue the work that I do at Lax Records. And if you go to the website, laxrecords.com, you're going to see a little link for Amazon. If you do anything, if you just click that link and then do your regular shopping, Amazon gives us a little bit of kickback from your purchase. So again, that's it's another way you can kind of help support the work that I do at Lax Records, and of course, laxrecords.com slash donate. I'm a 501c3, so that anything you do is tax deductible. So try to make it as many ways as possible for people to support the work that is being done at laxrecords.com. So I really appreciate everybody who chips in and lends a hand. I cannot thank you enough. So this for episode for this week, see you next week.